Hi there, welcome to Colour Fit Chat number 13. This week, it is an absolute honour to have Nick Grantham on the show. Put simply, Nick is a legend in UK strength and conditioning. He's held prominent positions in a number of prestigious organisations such as the AIS, Nike, the FA, Newcastle United, and he's worked in performance sport for more than 20 years and he continues to mentor and develop emerging coaches into world-class practitioners. He's authored two great books I'd highly recommend, The S&C Bible and You're Hired. And with all that, you'd think he's have, he'd have a big head, but Nick is as sound as they come. In this show, Nick chats about how to develop an effective performance teams, something he has vast experience in. He chats about the required characteristics as an individual and a team and how to best influence high performance culture. It's packed with knowledge gems and I only wish the format would allow him to talk for longer. But this is where you can step in by tweeting Nick questions on Wednesday night at 7pm. Get involved at colour underscore fit and I really hope you enjoy the show. What are the characteristics that I look for in support staff? I'm really interested in seven key characteristics. I want to make sure that there's a good blend of both book smarts as well as street smarts. So can you take the research and also, more importantly, apply that to the practical scenario that you're faced with? I want to make sure that I have support personnel and coaches that are flexible and adaptable. Uh, don't want people that can only operate in one very narrow focus and one silo. I want people that can work across a range of areas and with different athletes and different coaching staff. I want to make sure that coaches and support staff that work with me are fully committed to what we're trying to achieve. Uh, they have to be passionate. It's not a nine to five type environment. You've got to make sure that you are fully committed. I'm looking for coaches and support staff that with that passion can instill that in others, particularly when there's times where uh, you might not be winning, it might be quite a challenging environment that you're in, there are times when you actually need to be able to bring the energy and bring uh, the motivation to those sessions and to that environment. I want coaches that can get their messages across uh, effectively and succinctly, so the ability to convey complex messages into very simple terms is, is really important. I want the coaches and support staff to be able to walk the talk. So not only um, talk a good game, but actually showing their actions um, that they're following through on that. So acting as a role model and being an example within the environment. And most importantly, I would need the support staff and coaches that would work with me to be patient, to recognise that slow change is lasting change, that we can't always um, bring about immediate changes that actually to create a legacy is going to take time over a period of months and years. And even if you aren't going to be around for three, four, five years in the future, you should at least plan and put in place systems and processes um, that will last long past the time that you've left that organisation. So those are the key characteristics that I would look for when working with support staff and coaches. When establishing a performance department, I think there are some key areas that you want to look for. I think one of the first things to consider is avoid uh, tequila and think more cocktails. Tequila certainly gets the job done. It's very effective. It's a short, sharp shock treatment. But really what you want to look for is a, a cocktail where you get a blend of different ingredients. And that goes down to thinking about our support staff. You don't just want one person that's going to come in and be a hard hitter. You want a blend of different skill sets, different attributes that will make that performance team. Moving on from that, it's important that those support staff have shared ambitions, that they all want to go in the same direction. 
you want to make sure that they've, they've got a connectivity, that people aren't just operating in silos. And that as part of that, there's a shared responsibility so that, again, you don't just have people operating in isolation and being picked off when things go well and also when things go uh, wrong. It's making sure that actually there's a collective and a shared responsibility. And linked to that is a common language across departments and across work areas so that when you are sharing that information, it makes sense all the way across the performance team. Uh, the last two things that I think are really worth thinking about is watch out for hippos, the highest uh, paid person's opinion in that uh, department or within that organisation. Just because they're getting paid the most and the most senior ranking doesn't always mean that their opinion um, is the most valid. So it's worth challenging that. And finally, linking back to the idea about cocktails and tequila is this concept of superheroes. Um, be aware that sometimes there are people that want to swoop in, save the day, make all the drastic changes and, and be the superhero. But often in those superhero films, they leave a trail of destruction that other people have to come along and pick up. So two people to watch out for when developing a high performance team. So what are some of the ways that we can go about influencing change within an organisation? The first thing is to consider which of the two characters you'd like to be, whether you want to be a Batman or whether you want to be an Alfred. This goes back to our superheroes analogy in the previous video. Batman is a superhero and comes in and saves the day, but actually it's Alfred who sits behind the scenes making the subtle changes and influences the behaviour of Batman. So sometimes it's not always about being up front and being the person making the, all the noise. Sometimes it's good to work in the shadows and be the person in the background driving change quietly and consistently. And linking to that is about when we're trying to change structures and influence change within an organisation, it's about establishing normative behaviours. What are the small, simple things that we can establish in a day-to-day -day schedule that eventually become a habit and then when new people come into that organisation, it's just a way of operating so that they are the norm now rather than the exception. Ways that you can influence people and get them to do things that they might not necessarily want to are like the analogy of hidden veggies. Sometimes we have to hide some of the work that we want to do within elements that the athlete or the practitioner uh, really does enjoy doing. So we have to hide it. We have to be a little bit sneaky and, and operate on stealth okay, and, and hide some of the good work within some of the other aspects that people might not necessarily want to do straight away. I think it's important that we create structure and we create systems and continuity so that the athletes and uh, support staff that we're working with can connect the dots between the structure and see the start point to the finish point and they can make those connections. They can make the connections, they're far more likely to um, adhere to the programs that you're putting in place. And then finally, I think one of the main things that is really important is this idea of continuity. I use continuity through attendance, adherence and adaptation. Make sure people are in the building first and doing what you want them to do. Make sure they're adhering to some sort of program and structure that you've put in place. And then if you do those first two things, you'll get the adaptations. It's not glamorous, but it's basically the uh, mundanity of uh, excellence. And that's taken from the book Grit. The final thing we need to consider is our interactions with the athletes and the support staff that we're working with. We spend a lot of time uh, specialising on our craft and our skills and our technical expertise, but actually it's those interactions that are the key. The way that we communicate, the way that we um, have empathy with our athletes and support staff really do make the difference in terms of putting together an effective support structure 
and influencing change within an organisation and shifting the culture along. So one of the things that we need to do, be able to do is work on that craft. Um, we need to think about being a chameleon. We, uh, not that we're going to necessarily change deep down, we're still the same person, but we need to be able to flex and adapt, going back to some of the earlier videos, and be more of a chameleon around our athletes and be able to shape the way that we work with them and the way that we deal with our support staff in an ever-changing environment. We need to really understand what's important now. So some of the questions we might want to ask are, how does that athlete actually want to be? What do they want to be like this season, this year? What are the habits that are going to drive that delivery? Uh, and importantly, what's the most important thing to that athlete, that member of support staff right now? Asking simple questions like that help you shape your programs more effectively and help you push um, the athletes and, the, and the, the support staff forward. So I think really the most important thing to do when trying to engage and shift culture along is to focus on the chaos and the complexity of the human being in front of you, the athlete, the support staff, um, and keep the support systems and the structures as simple and as effective as possible. So a big thanks goes out to Nick there for an absolutely brilliant show. The characteristics as a performance practitioner, book smarts and street smarts is a great analogy. So you can effectively communicate messages and create buy-in. Be passionate and there's no substitute for hard work. As a performance team, you want a blend of attributes. Have specialist knowledge whilst being a generalist so you can appreciate the interactions in performance. Make sure everyone is accountable for the work they do through testing and audits, etc. Performance principles have to be influenced by everyone, not just the hippo. To influence change, we need to structure the environment to remove barriers to adherence and continuity and create a motivational environment where effective and flexible communication will be key. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and review the podcast channel or follow the YouTube channel at Colour Fit. And I hope to see you next week when we have another amazing guest. Take care.